Warning, this is a satirical rugby podcast for degenerate gamblers, rugby fanatics, and anyone in between. If that sounds like you, you've come to the right place. If you're easily offended, oh well, who cares, who knows, why bother? Welcome to Rugby Pick'em. Like, it's a pause and waiting for you to finish, and my it's like it's, it's a, there's non-verbals, there's verbals, but I think we got this. Alright, John, then start us off. Bring us in. Yeah, when are, when are we uh, live and direct? Well. Welcome back to Rugby Pick'em. Welcome, fans. Rugby Pick'em. Apparently, we have a pet. Uh, (laughs) Not allowed to have pets in this establishment here, but don't tell the super. Uh, Rugby Pick'em's here. Frothing here, growling for some Rugby Pick'em. We're pretty excited. We had a pretty active weekend in MLR, and we got to see some live action. Uh, So we got... Not Some to, hot takes. Not to mention, John, in studio, special guest, had to book him out a week in advance just to get some table time with him. Barry Herbert, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you very much, guys. It's awesome to be here. And, uh, yeah, let's talk a bit of, uh, talk a bit of rugby again. All right. Mile Before high do, Safa. Johnny, bring us in with Uncle Johnny's State of the Rugby Union. What's going on right now? Oh, there's a lot of action. Everyone's getting uh, excited for the tail end of... Uh, the HSBC Rugby Seven Rugby Seven Series with the U.S. still solidly in first place. Uh, globe Earth number one, Universal World number one, rank. Universal number one ranking. I guess we could say within the solar system, we're the number one ranked sevens team. Is this is a Space Jam reference. <laughs> no, I'm just hey, sky's the limit. Well, actually, the space is beyond the sky. But yeah, Eagles <laughs> are still in first place. Yeah. Third, Third place finish in the bronze. You know, we usually win it. You know, we usually go to second, but we'll t- we'll take bronze in Hong Kong. Hong Kong was no big deal. Decent showing, a little bit. Uh, got a little lucky coming out of the pool to even get oh, yeah. through the classic but, one and two <laughs> opening day. Sneak boys. through on point differential. Boys, boys, boys. But uh, still looking really solid. So Carlin on the dream team, guys. I highlight real. He, he, We're in the headband this weekend. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think he just, like, he goes into a tournament saying, I will be shared on Facebook 50,000 times this weekend or 500,000. Like, I'm just going to have those type of runs where people have to click it on. You think he's such a, a viral? He's, he's a very virile. A virile player. He's such a viral uh, entity that he's actually motivated oh, yes. by how by much, how by how he much will action go. he gets. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Barry, okay. I mean, you've seen hot-stepping blitz bucks your whole career but is i mean i know carlin we've talked about his yeah. defensive struggles and that's fine like yeah. he still plays like an absolute savage uh, he's he he's, scores like a he's savage. he's greased lightning and he, and you know he's he, he's stepped up beautifully since perry baker got injured you know we're forgetting that this u.s team has has gone incredibly well this year more so than probably any of us actually expected um and then when baker got injured that was a huge knock actually um you know that's a real superstar uh 
And for me, probably the best sevens player in the world right now. So, two-time best, two-time world rugby sevens player of the year, and, yeah. and everybody else had to step up, right? Exactly. So. And 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 I and Colin Isles, who was kind of interchanging with Perry out there, uh, but getting less minutes than than Perry probably, has now taken that role on, um, and he's done it exceptionally well. Um, Perry actually took it away from him, if you remember correctly. He Next was, man up. he and and so the rivalry continues between the two of them. Although they're obviously good mates, and and you know they they work really well as a pairing. They're very seldom on the field together. Yeah. So yeah, he, he stepped up beautifully this year, and um, the defensive was probably not as bad as a couple of seasons ago. Maybe yeah. Ben Pengelman, still the beast on the inside, still yeah. the grunt man. Our boy Pink just doing the work. On to Singapore next week. Yeah, it's great. Johnny, we also have another big announcement in the uh, world of sponsorship. Oh, that's right. Money. Money. It's kind of an important this thing. This thing that, you know, the whole USA Rugby Board is promising to, to take us out of the red and into the black. Was that a Neil Young song? <laughs> that's, I think, yeah, out of the blue. Out of the blue. Yeah. Of the black Either way, we need to go out of the red into the black. Yes. And we have a new sponsor. In- so who's the sucker this time? Okay, well, <laughs> you know, I, I have mixed feelings on it. Ernst & Young, for those wow. who don't know. Young. Yeah. A big four uh, accounting company. Mm. The USA Rugby has found a title sponsor for its men and women's national teams through 2020 Olympics in Tokyo. Ernst & Young deals in assurance, tax, Transaction and advisory services. Basically, they don't create anything. They'll just, you know, yeah. tell you how to <laughs> tell you that you know you need to move your decimal here and there. Um, as a trusted advisor, trusted advisor, they are going to increase fan and player engagement experience capabilities, marketing and, analyt- marketing and analytics, and development of new revenue models. So that's what's going to bring us into the stratosphere of the new tech world is an insurance company. <laughs> We're going to reach their demo, their uh, ideal demographic. Yeah. All those young rugby fans. Oh, yeah. They got the 47-year-old you know, guy who is an enthusiast of spreadsheets. No, but it, it's a big name, so lever- leverage-wise. It's a big money play, and I yeah, think it's capital. necessary. And, and, and I'm quite surprised that other big corporations haven't stepped up with um, partnership agreements, you know, the big American US superpowers, you know, would have jumped on jumped on it. So this is this is good news, you know, getting a big four uh, accounting player like Ernst and Young, you know, we were saying earlier that they haven't had, from what I can recall, any major nothing uh, that scandalous, got, yeah. nothing scandalous. Maybe some of their competitors would have had, so, <laughs> you know, basically <laughs> crashing the entire economy. They yeah, didn't, no. yeah, they, they still clear. Came, you know, came 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 out of two thousand and eight beautifully. Um, you know, so good, good, good crew. Nice we'll take to, the money. Nice to have the money. Absolutely, we'll take the Absolutely. money. Absolutely, take the money, and hopefully there'll be more to come. Quick shout out for the Golden Eagles. Those are the guys who are making personal donations. They kept the Eagles. Flowing through, got their names on their jerseys last week because, you know, the minute you're moving on from a sponsor, you're not going to be like, hey, let's wear our old sponsor's name right. on a national broadcast. So Help that's why the, we saw the Golden Eagles. Help with the transition there. Help with the transition phase. Yeah. Uh, but, Johnny, it is an MLR show. So. Tell you what. We are in the middle of the season right now. And before we get into how the teams have fared, let's just talk about what's hot on the blogs right now. Attendance speculation. Here come the the doubters and the people going in there talking about are we filling out the seats the way we need to be. That's always going to be the debate, right? Like 
that's a necessary part of any league and it's it's the key indicator um attendance and viewership and since we don't you know we're they're they're streaming on facebook we don't really have any big tv deal situations uh the attendance is it right so i think when you look at the table as far as how teams are faring it's kind of reflective of those teams that are getting people in the seats too i I agree with you there i think that well everybody knows seattle has consistently sold out and they're in the high threes low fours uh, and Toronto now is going to have some home games, and they seem to sell out in their first one. They got a great three thousand. Yeah, they've got there a was great some base. issue with beer running out, but I feel like you know it's a rugby crowd. It's the stuff we have to learn from. That's a good sign. It can't be the South Sands in Hong Kong where you know people are throwing yeah. bottles of pee around. You know, you got to you got to make sure you're doing it right. Right. Um, but the Texas teams have struggled, and like you said, it's kind of correlated to the standings. But we've remembered. Pro rugby with our friend Dougie Show, you know, Dougie Schoeninger. It, it only lasted one year. At least it didn't close down halfway through the season because recently we just saw the AAF, a bootleg NFL spinoff, completely fail and close their doors two-thirds of the way through the season, leaving players fucked over on injuries, contracts. Obviously, the MLR is not in that dire state. Did you see some of the teams offering oh, tickets? Oh, it's so great. It's so any, great. Anybody who has season tickets to the AFL in, in Utah and uh, I think San Diego yeah. did, where mm. they're saying, like, come, we'll give you free tickets to a yeah. MLR game. Try right. rugby. Yeah, exactly. Them, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, guys, listen, there's obviously that opportunity to, to, to convert football fans here in the, in the United States, and a lot of people spend time talking about that. But the reality is I think – yeah, I believe here in Colorado we have a huge rugby community, a yeah. huge, huge rugby community, and it's a little sad for me to see Glendale not as full as it should be. I mean, we, we we've got th- literally thousands of active active participants in one way or another, uh, and then you know extended families and, and friends in this rugby community here. So to see Glendale, I think they're doing a great job, and I I, I just believe that they have the potential to fill that ground up yeah. very, very soon. And, and, and hopefully it's going to happen. You know? Yeah. Care Bear, you're right. Uh, the opportunity of the base is make sure you're getting all the rugby fans out first. You have, you have to do that. And at the same time, reach out to the next level, which will get really take uh, the, the league and the potential for rugby growth. As far as like um, spectators go to the next level, which is, the non-rugby fan, which you see in football, you see fans that are never played football that are diehard fans. That's that's the next level. But if you're not getting all the rugby fans out, then there's yeah. a problem. If people are watching at home, yeah. so we were at we were at Glendale. That was a, a decent yeah. crowd. Again, they should we be went filling the last... that up. They should be selling that out. But it was a decent crowd. It's decent. I mean, it's never yeah, it bad. Pretty, it's never it's, poor. And it's, it's always good. a good time at Glendale. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't having a go earlier. I just think that it, it would be so awesome. To see it rammed. Yeah. Just one time. Just one time. Elbow to elbow. That's just one time. And I think they can do it. I think they can do it. You know? You don't. Yeah. I don't know how you're. No, we went out there and we'll we'll, we'll segment. Before we go on with that, I'll just say that the history of new leagues is certainly against the MLR. Like it's hard as hell and you burn a ton of money up front. But the te- the times when these teams will really feel the heat of do we close doors and call it what it is or do we continue is year five through seven. So 
Not looking early right now. I think anybody who's in the original and there's we're projected for 12 teams next year, they're in it to be in it. It's, you know, years down the line when you've already thrown millions in, you're like, Ugh, are we yeah. growing? Are we not? We'll have that attendance talk five to seven years down the line. Yeah. If we keep <laughs> if we keep the number of teams that we have now, I think that'd be a good yeah. goal to have. Yeah. I think you're going to see some teams necessarily fall out. And you're going to see that teams come in that are planned to come in. But Don't go past 12 until you need to. Yeah, Just saying. Just saying. Listen to us. I have a question about, about that, actually, for you guys. Do you think they will cap the franchises at 12 and then move and then potentially move franchises city to city or do you think they'll keep issuing new franchises and then kind of put some on ice if they don't got it and then resurrect them again later or do you think it'll be they would move city to city i'm if sure they, it all if they matters what they could schedule up and kind of as, nfl as long as people are coming with with money just enough money to start their franchise they're going to continue taking franchises the question is the hemorrhaging of teams that just can't cut it right you know the team's like the Texas, like Austin and Houston, uh, how how long do they continue to hold on? Um, th- these are the questions, right? So, like, I, they'll take new teams. There, there's opportunity in Northern California, a big opportunity. I mean, huge, like, huge yeah. market and also amazing rugby market. Yeah, um, we're talking the Bay Area, to Sacramento, Chicago. Um, Chicago. There's there's great opportunity and there's a lot of support behind those plans there there are plans in place even in vancouver even as close as they are to seattle huge rugby community in vancouver yeah. with the success with toronto that's going to depend a lot on what on what the canadian uh, markets do so interesting to see but they're not going to shy away from taking some new franchises okay so you think that'll be the way they'll go yeah they'll uh, take what you can get they'll, they'll keep going so at 12, at what point does it become? Hey, know, if the TV money you know, keeps dripping in as as it does slowly, yeah. you can hide the empty crowds in your, your production angles. Right. <laughs> but you can buy, but you can also buy a team quite yeah. nicely as well, can't you? You know, there should, there should be enough uh, semi pros within two years from now to actually, uh, you know, guys that have actually had a, a season or two of Major League Rugby and be in the market for a move. Yeah. You know? Money can do a lot of things. Make people think a lot of crazy opportunities. Let's move on to the actual rugby, the table. Some table talk right now. Here's where they stand. New Orleans in first place. Seven wins, two losses, 38 points. Glendale's got almost two games on the rest of the league. They've also capitalized on a lot of bonus points. So they're sitting there at 5-3-2. and two. Rooney, 7-1. and one. With 32 points, and Seattle is six and three with 32. The Legion just outside, uh, six two and one, and Toronto lingering at four wins, five losses. Now, unfortunately, you know we don't want to say anyone's season's over because their players are still under contract. But Houston, Utah, Austin, bottom of the table doesn't look good for them. Gentlemen, table talk. What do you think so far? Has it paid off for the the high flying? I mean, right now, scoring wise. New Orleans and Glendale have the best plus-minus differential, the most points scored, and they're sitting there up there at the top. Is offense playing too much of a role? Barry, are they too keen on offense? They are a little bit too keen on offense, some of them, I've got to say. But no, I just <laughs> just getting to, to the bottom of this table, all right. Um, Utah, I think, are the... We're quite surprised to see them at the bottom. A bit of a disappointment. I, I think they've got... 
some of the players to do it, but maybe not the full kit of personnel. Right? Yeah, what I, I don't know the what depth. happened from last year because they were very strong last year. They brought a. I watched them a couple of times live, and um, yeah, I thought they were the team to probably watch out for this year, and, and they've ended up at the opposite end of the I table. Mean, so I, I'm a little, I'm, I'm very surprised by they Utah. They picked up our boy Missile. Shout out. Coach right. of the uh, New Mexico Vatos. Right. Went yeah. from the world champion Seattle Seawolves off to Utah. But, yeah, yeah, they, they do this weird thing where they have offense or they have amazing offensive performances mm. and then they just put out and don't yeah. tackle the second half. But yeah. I love Lauti on the wing and Vanicolo. Mm. Fast, explosive, but yeah, they they have not strung together wins. They lost at the death at home to or New Orleans. Yeah, and it's like we spoke about um, before the show. It's the details, right? So like those those details and the fundamentals can fail a team and create uh, you know their their six losses. Look at Austin. There's their zero and ten. They were they were close in many of their games. Yes, they lost all of them. Yes, they were close in many of their games. It's the details that failed them, right? Yeah. So, so with Utah, the, dis- the discipline and the details, um, which is true, which separates at any league, yeah. at, at any level, that separates the best from the bottom of the table. Look at uh, Super like, Rugby. What, which ties into what us when you were joking around saying, you know, um, there's, you know, we're too much, you know, too much of a good thing, too much offense, you know, and, and I think yeah. that does play into it, you know, especially when the hard reality of a table that we're looking at now and you say, okay, so how much, how many times did Austin, Utah and Houston try and run themselves out of trouble this year, yeah. uh, spill a ball, knock one on and concede seven under the sticks or, you know, how many silly yeah. errors have they made by trying to... By trying too much instead of staying to a slightly more basic methodology of relieving pressure. Right. And by doing so, playing a stronger territory game. I think this is one thing that's missing uh, is, is sort of game management uh, with, with some of these teams. And they, they've come out the worst on it because they, you know, they, they haven't, haven't got those results in the close, in the close ones, especially Austin. And, and that, that, I feel, I feel on, for them, but they, the, haven't, they haven't done yeah. themselves any favors. You're right, Barrett. And on the flip side, those teams that have just continued to grind out and had the consistency of performance uh, on the positive side and on the fundamental side and on the coaching side, like Glendale, who didn't start very well. No, they did not. They, were they continued playing the, pro, playing the system, playing to their, to their strengths. Like Dave Williams said uh, after the game, uh, you know, they just continued to trust in the system that they were yeah. playing and can we and talk that, about that that, that is that is a like microcosm of their season right? johnny so, yeah. we've been at two games where i think we might have seen the if you're looking for champagne tries oh yeah scoring barry oh, you know great. i love it just oh, crazy great. offense this, chicken wing offloads some, some spectacular we, things happening yeah. on the on, on the at, at glendale at the we moment. saw some glendale go tries. up 17 drop it to nola then come back change the yeah. leads next week Houston is up 32 nothing. They concede the, uh... two penalty tries. They get the Glendale prop sent off mm, for yeah. collapsing the scrum. They say, no way Houston's going to blow this game. Yeah, Houston and is John it Ryberg, up. they call him muscles. He's been, I, I, I 
it's crazy to say it because he just does not look like a wing, but I think he's up there in contention for player of the year no, for Glendale. Let's just take contention, it easy. Contention, John. Just take it he's, easy. He's, he was player of the week in the MLR. No, but I'm great. saying the he way he's played. It. This 5-3-2 team has never been more dependent on one savage wing who just seems to fend guys yeah. off and uh, move at the speed But of we've light. also seen Tristan Blewett, and we've seen Ooh. some other very, very dynamic players. But, yeah, it's it's amazing to see. I mean, in Glendale, like, they, they, it was a tale of two halves. They, they were getting absolutely destroyed. And Houston, for all their woes, their scrum – it's insane. Yeah, big spin oh, That's yeah, without man. Paul Mullen, the the Eagle prop. He got hurt at the ARCs. Yeah. Um, I had a nice, you know, little chat with someone on the Houston staff the night before the game. Shout out to those Iowa farm boys. I will uh, tell you, like, they, yeah, they're they they have the beefy yeah. but very strong and stout scrum. They got those two penalty tries. Like, we're running away at the game, and in the second half, Glendale looked like a totally different team. Uh, Ryberg with his three tries, three he just tries. doesn't want to be tackled. I think, like, if you had to like wrap your arms around one of the like <laughs> one of his thighs, I, I will say he may not be the player of so the, far. We're the, halfway the season, the yeah. but he is definitely unequivocally has the highest mass to height ratio <laughs> in all of the MLR. The guy is. <laughs> Does anybody know where he's expansive? Where, where did he beefy. come from? Because see, I don't recall seeing him last year. Was huh? he? Was he on the roster? Yeah, he's been around. Was yeah, he? Has he been, been in the Glendale he's mix? He's been in the mix, but, but yeah, he was in the sure. mix, but maybe not. Start. They had Harley Davidson out on the right. Harley's, wing. Harley's still, still playing. He's still really playing. Well on the left wing, but yeah. he was on the and, left. Uh, I think. And and they had, but Davies certainly week to week like thrown it out and tried something completely new. We saw our boy Maximo De Achebal. Yeah, Barbo great come out and and start at fullback. Max the wizard. Mika Crusade. Crusade, and then he's Cruce. been playing extremely well. He plays extremely well, and then oh, he's, he's not, not on, on the roster. The roster. No, he's last that's weekend. what I was talking about. Put some I hands up, kid. Hey, can yeah. So Barry, we were talking about depth, you yes. know, and how the teams that are going to gut it out here and end up in the top four are going to be the ones that have the depth. And, you know, right now we know it's New Orleans, Glendale, New York, Seattle, San Diego, with Toronto looking on the outside, mm-hmm. maybe getting in. But one of those five teams is going to make it. Now, right now, San Diego's on the outs, mm-hmm. but I, I'm looking at the, the points given and points conceded. Um, San Diego and New York have the best, quote, defense. So if defense wins championships. Yes. Are we more likely to see, say, a New York or a San Diego in the final or a New Orleans and a Glendale, which is basically a fireworks show? Shout out Taylor Howden. He'll be back down the stretch. Uh, Well, firstly, I don't think it's uh, only defense that wins championships. I think a good goal kicker will help. Um, (laughs) Talk about it. uh, Those two things are very important. So those those two things are very important. And and, uh, when you're looking at, um, uh, you know, who's got the clean sheets here, who's conceded the the least amount of points this year, um, it looks like it's... um, It's New York and San Diego. It's Rooney and San Diego. So this has been a very impressive start from Rooney because that that that's what you need in place if you're going to be serious contenders. If you're going to be yeah. to be champion, you want to be a champion. Only one of these teams can win, you know. And to be the champion is going to require something special, just uh, to make the top four. So yeah, so exactly. So 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 for Rooney to come in and and, and do what they you know what they've done so far is is is, is, is been terrific, and um, I, I'm I'm very excited to watch them. I think it's next Friday here. At Glendale. Oh. Frothing, mate. Oh. 
I'm, I, I tell you what, this is if, if, if this is the night to pack out Glendale for the first time, sell out crowd, can you, is it possible? Can, can we do it? I, you know. I know I'll be there. New York. I can't. I mean, I they, can't they for the the Glendale nah, contingent. All right. Start well, spreading we'll the news. So let's 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 see what we can do. You know, no, but maybe I agree with maybe you we can fire up a few people. Look, to, like to the get whole Denver metro area. You know, if you're a rugby fan, do you owe it to yourself to you know coach on Saturday, do whatever you do, and get out to that MLR game? Definitely. You yeah. know, this whole this whole thing has to funnel upwards. <laughs> we, have, <laughs> we have to have a pinnacle. A and, ticket and, has to be sold somewhere. That's right. Well, revenue the, has to be generated. The, pin, the pinnacle of our game, and this is what's very exciting. You know, I'm coaching college right now, and Bisha, you've you've been down helping us out there. And we got we got a couple of young kids coming out of our uh, college that I believe can play in the MLR or will be playing in the MLR within the next few years. So our collegiate system is hugely important as a feeder to this uh, because we can only produce so many we only got so many players out there playing at a level in club rugby that would help us allow these uh, uh, that would help them there were enough players at that caliber that could step into the level that we're trying to create uh, at, at, at MLR and they're doing that and the, the gap is widening and it will continue to widen to a point that our clubs may or may not be able to keep pace and, and, and continue to supply talent to, to, to major league rugby mm-hmm. so the colleges are going to be hugely important uh, you know, and 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 we're really seeing great things happening there. So I think we're I think we're okay in U in the US rugby, yeah. huh? I think we'll, things are going we'll quite nicely. Fine. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather be on the uptrend than you know, say one of the traditional three countries on the downtrend. Yes, all all three of which are are having are having difficulties, including <laughs> including New Zealand. So yeah. yeah, it's tough. John, what's the name of the show? Rugby pick 'em. So we got to pick 'em. So coming up uh, this week, what what do we got on the docket? Well, it's round twelve. Um, they've played a lot of games, so this is where the uh, the true depth will show on the field and off the field. You know, because you know they're always saying get deeper on offense. You got to mm-hmm. get deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to have depth. But let's open up Friday night. Utah at New Orleans. Now we like to set our own lines here based on what we're feeling. And um, let's be honest, is Utah and New Orleans too keen on offense? <laughs> if we were to set an over-under here for just points, total points of the game, I put my line at 80. Where would you place a ticket on? I'm taking I'm over talking under on oh, points. 80 total points in the game. 80 points in the game. Yeah. Where's this being played? In New Orleans. This is yeah. gonna be in New Orleans. So yeah, it could think, be hot, but it could I, be a track show as well. Hot, I mean, and, hot and sticky. Yeah. It's going to be tough. I, I, I don't. I don't see that many points. It depends on the conditions, yeah. really. But let's let's assume that it's going to be hot and sticky, um, which will make it probably more difficult for Utah. You would imagine. And and but I'd imagine our lines coming here, New Orleans well, minus twenty. I mean, they're well, the top of the table. No, I, like, I really like Nola. I, I wasn't very impressed with them last year. I thought they were all over the show. I saw them at Glendale last year in a warm up game. And they got pummeled, uh, and they have improved out of sight um, in the last twelve months. I think they ended stone last last year. In, no, or they or were the second last. They were right around there. Yeah, they weren't. They they certainly didn't. Um, you know, play very good rugby last year um, at all. So to do what they've done this year has been has been fantastic, and I was very impressed with them. Thought they were very unlucky not to beat Glendale 
in that big game that we were at a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, so no, I think they will win comfortably at home, um, but maybe not as many points as you, you think. Really not a 20-point spread. Uh, we like to get really aggressive. I mean, Harpo is the guy who, <laughs> when the U.S. are playing a test match, so he thinks oh. we're really going to take it. He's not afraid to handicap him 50, 50-plus 50 points. So, <laughs> Johnny, what do you think? Is 20 points too much Utah at home? Against, or sorry, New, New Orleans, Orleans at, at home, home against Utah. Yeah. Uh, I think Utah is going to give them a run. Okay, Harpo's saying they're going to give them a run. Okay, as well. but not not enough to beat them. No, no. Uh, New Orleans at home, Two. comfortably, uh, probably twelve to thirteen points. Okay, yeah. I'm Next a, game, Johnny on that. Seattle Sea Wolves, aka the Rain City Dickfish. Yeah. Are you seeing those shirts? Houston Saber Cats. Rain City Dickfish. <laughs> Have you seen those shirts out there? They're making T-shirts. <laughs> I love Houston. Uh, like, I know they blew the greatest lead we've ever seen, but I like Houston as a home dog. I put this line at five to Seattle. I'm going to take Houston with the points. This is. Wow. All right. Well, uh, so Seattle at Houston. Huh? Yeah, I'm taking the dick fish on this one, but <laughs> dick fish all the way. Okay. Yeah. Dick fish, dude. Yeah, it's, 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 it's got to be the dick fish. Um, and I, I absolutely love that nickname. That sounds that's, that's amazing. <laughs> Seattle. I, I'm, I'm a big. I'm a big fan of Seattle. I, I love what they got going on there. I yeah. think they'll wow. do it easy. Good culture. Great culture. Um, Chemistry starting to really click from day one. From day one, they were. It was a match made in heaven. A professional rugby team in Seattle. So I'm very excited to get up there and see what the. Uh, watch watch one of their home games at some point uh, yeah. soon, hopefully. But and away from home this weekend, Houston, all at sea, I'm afraid. Uh, good start at Glendale last week. Yeah. Couldn't hang on. Uh, we've already discussed that. Yeah. So To be honest, the, the uh, reason why my brain wants to yeah. pick Houston is I want to give them like some, give some credit to last yeah, week. And it's last possible. week was insane. Well, my brain's still melting yeah, from, from yeah. Houston, Glendale. I feel yeah. like they, and I said this at the game, I was like, I feel like they did that on purpose. Purpose, just to give, it, give the fans like a scare and then like make Oof. it dramatic because like, they, they're like we got them right where we want them. If we're already we're down out, like twenty eight points at halftime, thirty two nil down. Like, they crushed them in the second yeah. half. Just poured it on. Anyway, so let's talk about Austin Toronto first before we get to our game of the week. Like okay. I'm calling it right now, but Austin um, at here. Toronto. Toronto, you know, must feel pretty good. I wrote arrows big twenty point spread. 20, uh, probably safe bet. You know, Toronto playing on that. Are they going to be playing on that football field it again? It looks like that That's turf terrible. is their home field. Now, the camera didn't do them any justice because they apparently the had an amazing crowd on the other side. No, no, no. I'm talking about the pitch, man. <laughs> They're playing on a football field. They got the... The, they got some janky ass situation with the post uh, where they was that was that it? Yeah, do we need to no, flash back was, to Barry oh. Herbert's rugby pick and bio last week? Oh. Barry has a really tough relationship yeah. with sports turf. Yeah, oh, it's dude. pretty bad. Sound off. It's it, it, it just it's just it's painful. Um, <laughs> It's hard to watch, guys. It really is. Yeah, but it's, it's a proud. It's, it's a proud rugby country. Yeah, exactly. We can do better. It's a very, very strong province for rugby um so i would i would expect a little more I'm, I'm sure the venue had a lot to do with it as far as accommodating fans and things like that but it's a little rough to watch a professional rugby match on a foot on a, on a football field that where the football post is still in the tri zone <laughs> and they have the they have two like makeshift 
rugby posts <laughs> and the pads that are yeah. connecting yeah. to the bases so of, it makes the, it for of three the bars. Total it's, bars. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. it's a little sad. And then the, the narrow, narrowness of the pitch is going to it's going to be a factor in the game. Anyway, Toronto, highly favored. In our- Can I just go into really quick Toronto's gameplay? They play rugby like I'd expect boring Canadians to play rugby. Like, excuse me, Brendan. We're going to run it right up the gut, and then right when it's time, we're going to be sly and send Just pass it, it out. Yeah. Pass it out in the yeah. boat. But like, when- yeah, it's that's very, not how Canadians sound at all. I know, but like, like for I, the record. I feel and like also, they grunt are you si- all the time. That's have you just, ever been to Canada? I've never been. No, yeah. I, that's okay, a lot. Okay. I have been. Brendan, <laughs> I think you just lost. Canadian like, no, Also, No, just you lost all your credibility right now. So yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay. Talking no shit about Canadians. And I wouldn't you don't say it was shit talking. It's just like, watch the way the arrows play, man. Yeah, Boom. No, you're, wham, you're wham. not. Wham, bam, thank you, man. And if they run the ball like this and they grunt while they run, then yeah, so you're be not it. T- you're not far off, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. I love you guys. John, you the can Canadians, check my credibility whenever you want. As long yeah. as you check yours at the door. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, uh, you know. <sighs> John, what's the game of the week? What are we all looking forward to? San Diego Legion at Rooney. Our uh, defensive game, Barry. Oh, finally some decent rugby. <laughs> oh, also, yeah. It'll be like a Six Nations match. We can sit back. Oh, and, we can sit back. Oh, and, 12 to 9, <laughs> and they exchange so yes, many penalty just, kicks. Just one penalty kick to win it, you know? <laughs> now, that's the drama of the, of the game. But, uh, yeah, I uh, I think the, both these teams are a little more adventurous than, than that. And the conditions, well, where this one is in um, New York. In New York, okay, so... Not sure. It could be either or. Out on Coney Island. Yeah. The candy apple. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least the nice thing is they've got the entertainment right next door, so they don't have to go far after the game. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's like a carnival thing there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, anyway, that's what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So, anyway, did, you guys, I had, did you guys know I thought, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I well, thought wait, you were talking okay. about that one club that was like next to us. I've never been to Coney Island, man, but I did see a, a big sort of fan fan. This is quite a to-do. What's yeah. worse, a baseball diamond or a turf field? Oh, I think the baseball diamond was the worst <laughs> one so far. I don't know. I, we used to go in, in San Diego when, when the Sevens, right before it moved to Vegas, we went to San Diego at Petco Park. And they were playing at Petco Park, downtown San Diego, the the USA's leg of the International Sevens Tournament. And it was friggin' awesome. I mean, yes, you had part of the you know field that was overlapping and you know dirt part of the infield but uh venue wise it was great it was comfortable you you couldn't the only problem is like this closeness of the fans on one side right. of the pitch but otherwise you know you're right there and it and it's set up pretty well we i mean world cups world cup sevens in san francisco that's that out, huh everyone said it was terrific but maybe sevens is, awesome. sevens is a slightly different spectator yeah yeah uh, that's, sport you that's, know that's fair to to, to carnival to, to test match aspect, rugby. a carnival <laughs> that's so to speak. exactly where the rugby is kind of important but only for <coughs> short well, periods yeah. of time throughout a long day uncle johnny's been going to carnivals his whole life he's just disguised it now as rugby events i actually used to work at a car you were a carny i no, no, finish your sentence Go I, ahead. I worked in the circus so you didn't know <laughs> you guys seriously you're, laugh- you're laughing but this is this is an honest living I'm people, sure. I just didn't yeah, expect you to new, say that. People yeah, new things about each other every day. <laughs> Guys, yeah, I just... You used to I work in the circus. I used to work in, in the circus. Yeah, right. I, I was a elephant circumciser. 
<laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. The the oh. pay was shit. The tips were huge. <laughs> oh, Johnny. So I had Rooney by ten at home. I think that's a fair line. They're seven and one. They're good. Now San Diego is the only team to have beaten them. That was in San Diego, as I recall. I could be wrong. I take Rooney as well. I, th- yeah, I think Rooney, Rooney is going to be slightly favored. This is going to be a close match. I, I I can't wait to see this. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Rooney as well. Uh, that is your match of the weekend. Um, and yeah, as I think San Diego have been playing great rugby as well this year. They're just outside the mix or just in and around the around the top four. Um, yeah. But Rooney have impressed. We did say how long will they keep it going? How much depth do they have there? For a first season, um, you in know, the what is their squad? Lo- what's at this stage of the game? What's their squad looking like in terms of injury, uh, and and what have they got coming in behind that to 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 ensure that they can finish strong? If it's the talent on Nyack and Old Blue, they'll be fine. Like they're a huge. So they got a nice. They got a nice. Uh, they have these two feeder clubs that are uh, insane. Not to mention sure any European. Good enough, but again, we, we're talking oh, those club guys, and where MLR has got kind of gotten to. Are we playing a high enough level of club rugby to support that step up? Can we can we get those guys through? So you're saying yeah. that old blue and, and these guys are producing been, good enough, good enough, are sufficient to to, to feed. Yeah, them market and market wise, the attraction that New York has is second yeah. and none. You could go oh, make any huge. I mean, the European be, signing. You want I think to. they're one of the most expo- exciting new sports teams on, in, in in the world. In the world. In the world right now, yes. this professional rugby club in New York City, and they're kicking ass in their first season, and it's 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 great to see. You know what? I'm gonna be devil's advocate. Give me San Diego on the road. Oh, Nick, Bo- little Nick Boyer's playing pretty well, well out there. No, Osberger actually has been playing over Boyer lately. Yeah, Boyer came in, subbed in, and scored in the scored a nice little sneaky try in the second half there. Dude, the team is good. Barry, uh, put this stuff on your map. Joe Peterson. Oh, Peterson. He's an old Stormer. Close yeah. to my heart yeah. there. Yes, he's yeah. from Cape Town, this old Joe. Dude, dude he plays playing? really. I mean, he's playing quite. quite let's go game at 10 there at San Diego. Let's do our qualms right 12, now because 12. I've been sitting on this forever. Mm. MLR owners and people who pay the media staff, you need to get weekly highlights of every game uploaded on Sunday night. This is unacceptable. Okay, I'm a fan. I pay my ESPN five ninety nine a month. But unlike Super Rugby, yeah, what are MLR, you for? Yeah, what are you paying for? MLR drops the ball from their digital marketing standpoint. We have great rugby. Basically, you you pay money to own this team and and own their highlights. Get yeah. those out to the public. Yeah. So MLR does well with the uh, try by try. So I. You know, I watch those. They do the try-by-try highlights, which is which is great because those they pump those out like real time. So it's it's good to see. It'd be nice if they just did a quick compilation of those. Um, and, and it that's all it would be. That's all we need. A to game be. summary. I think we all 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 of us keep up keep tab, keep tabs with Super Rugby through uh, Johnny through their Facebook, right? I mean, they have a yeah a really amazing turnaround time within 24 hours of each game. It's less. It's yeah, it's, the, it's, it's within six or seven hours and the Twitter of the game over yeah they put a seven minutes six to seven minutes highlights package together the super rugby's really twitter feed well put together they'll put together the highlights and it's real tight and it's um, and, and amazing it's straight after the games just happen so you know it's not three or four days later and it's also not you know i see mlr are uploading the entire match but yeah. then they're putting it up three four days later 
Uh, I completely agree this with is you. Constructive uh, criticism, by the construct- way. Constructive. Well, well, that'll be our new segment. Give us constructive criticism straight away after the game, and uh, you know, and then uh, turn that around. Turn that around. But these are, this is all part of building a, a you know a new league, right? This is definitely a burgeoning, definitely enterprise. So burgeon, you got to do a little burgeoning here every now and then. <laughs> John, the, we have a message from Harpo. Okay, he 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 does not have a phone. But as as most people know who Where communicate with Harper, are they now he just sends you emails like they're text messages, and every new one is a new subject. So Harpo, <laughs> dial your shit down, okay? It's called Threads. Hey, know? if you're going to talk shit about my guy, <laughs> you're going to have to go through me first. Well, Harbo asked me to say that Florida Man Dev, who, who's not here right now, uh, he's currently fired as the producer of Rugby Pick'em until he registers for our Super Brew Pick'em League. You know what? Anybody who's listening to Rugby Pick'em right now, Super Brew, it, we do the picks week to week. You can pick your own spreads. Our league, and by that I mean the one that Harpo started, is called H2O Boys with a Z. That's so, right. Water Boys. Super Brew is... Uh, it, actually, I believe it was some Safas that originally started it. <laughs> Super Brew Horse brew. with a U. Yeah, we is, don't, we don't you can, it it's fantasy. It's uh, pick them on... Uh, they do all sports, but specifically with rugby, they do every every competition. Six Nations, the Super Rugby. They do a, a fantasy league for Super Rugby, which is really fun. They're, they have MLR, so you can get into God, it and just... Pro Rugby? Yeah. Pro Rugby. Did oh, they do one it? year of Pro yeah, Rugby. Yeah, they yeah. did that. They, they do a lot of things. But uh, <laughs> anyway, it's a lot of fun. Super Brew, yeah. I thought I'd check out Super Brew. We've had this one for a while. It's uh, it is a lot of fun, uh, and if you can do it for the MLR, that's great. I would yeah. I would jump right on that. There sure. you go, Barry. Get in our pool. It's H two O boys. B O Y Z. Well, we'll definitely get that going for the World Cup as well later on this year, boys. Good yeah. shout that's, out. Yeah, it's really fun uh, for the yep. for the World Cup Super Brew. Uh, I think we should get everybody jumping on and. Uh, Get around me, mate. Get around me. Boys, before we close up, what are your final thoughts on 2019 for rugby in the U.S.? What's to come with our exciting new sponsorship? Whispers. John, have you heard some whispers? Jesus, that smells terrible. Oh, yeah. Don't worry about that, Bert. Gary Gold says we're going to be really good in four years. Oh, my God. I can't wait for the 2023 World Cup when we're fucking so good. Just look out, France. You better put up your white flag already. Yeah. Hey, Barry. Yeah, what's up, man? Uh, you know, I heard that if if Rudy wins the MLR in their premier season, that the ownership group's going to start issuing common stock and we can trade on the nasdaq and you and i we can get rich we uh, just gotta buy some stock and rooting all right i wanna i wanna i wanna know if we can get some 
real estate in Central Park and pull the rugby ground there. Ooh. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not a scheme. It's well, just... Can we do a timeshare? <laughs> timeshare. Yeah, that's a good idea. Always a good idea. You basically just give them their money, your money, and it doubles and doubles every year, but oh, you can God. never access it. Anybody know anyone in real estate in New York? Oh, yeah, I know a guy. Yeah. Drive. Oh, yeah. He's on the news every day. <laughs> hey, hey, Johnny. A little bird told me that the Houston Sabercats, they're going to make a huge signing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna sign a guy. He's got really long hair. He's played in the uh, the World Cup for the Eagles. What? Yeah. How old was he? I mean, it could be assistant coach Paul Emmerich, but it could be someone else. So well, wait on that one. Emmerich has flowing locks. Oh, he's got such good hair, Paul. Good Not hair. Not as good as Todd Clever, surely. <laughs> Johnny, you heard any whispers? Todd's got the best hair in rugby. But best. Wow. Best hair in rugby. By miles. Barry, what, what are the whispers over in South Africa? The whispers are, is that the Springboks are going to win the World Cup? Oh, <laughs> mate. Why, why are they whispering it? Why are they not shouting it from the rooftops? Because we don't really believe it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. You heard All right, it folks. Quick shout out for the legal or the legal eagles. That's my shirt. Quick shout out for the golden eagles. On a national broadcast. So that's why we saw the legal eagles. Not the legal eagles, the golden eagles. Tell you what, we are in the middle. Tell you what, we are in the middle. Boys with a Z. That's so, right. Water Boys. Super Brew is. Uh, I worked in the circus. So you didn't know. <laughs> you guys, seriously, you're, laugh, you're laughing, but this is this is an honest living.
Rugby Pick'em. 